Welcome back to Midwest Girls. Yep, it's Kylie and Meg again. <laughs> Who else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with. Um, we do have maybe some guests planned here in yes. the future, which I'm excited about. I am too. There's some good ones that we have up our sleeves. Yes. If everything works out. Yeah. It'll be good. It will be. So, I mean, don't hold us to it if it doesn't happen. But the one is, well, they're both. The ones I, the two I have in mind are pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And one might be hard to contact. I mean, that's up to dad. So, yeah. Steve, he's on his side. <laughs> he's doing all the legwork. <laughs> yes. So, counting on you. Yes. Oh, man. I feel really, I'm really going to be dependent. I, I know we said that, you know, I feel like we could do this. I feel really like, ugh. Out of it? Yeah. Yeah. So, just go. I think, I don't know if it's the rain, but I don't know. We're rolling with it. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those days. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, today we are going to, well, first of all, I hope you guys, like, enjoyed John 1, and, or John part 17, part 1, and part 2, and because today's podcast, we're actually going to be diving into something that was talked about in um, John 17, part 1. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive into what it looks like to man your post. Yeah. I think we need to turn to John 17 then. Yeah, let's do it. Um... But actually, during um, just some things that were going on in my life, are going on in my life currently, I was extremely blessed to be able to, um, you know, teach through this. And at first, when, you know, things were kind of getting uh, moved around and the dates of certain things that were going on... um, we're lining up. I told Matt, I go, I don't think I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I think I'm going to be too emotional and, um, I don't know how this is going to go. And then he kind of was like, well, I, I think it'll, I think it'll bless you. And he was right. Yeah. So, and it was really good. And I think (laughs) it was timely and something that our congregation needed to hear, uh, both, both ones, but especially, I really enjoyed last this past sunday's one on unity as well like it was really good and very needed in a world that gosh is anything but i know (laughs) i know pick a topic i know no one's united (laughs) yes so many things are being used to divide us because you know if you listen to last week's that is keeping us divided is the best way for the kingdom of darkness to get what they want Mm -hmm. and yeah there's just all things going on and yeah maybe we'll dive into unity sometime Mm -hmm. too yeah but going back to man your post going back to me and your post do you want to read it uh or do we are we just talking through it or what do you want to do i don't know Anyway, so here, I'll do this. So the idea of, I remember writing it, um, it just randomly, I just was like typing out my sermon and um, I remember typing, it was like a mile a minute Mm -hmm. because it was all of a sudden just laid on my heart about how we are all called to a certain post in life Mm -hmm. and it is our job to step up and man that post. And it doesn't necessarily... Um, isn't necessarily something that we're gonna like, yeah. But I, I, I can promise that it is something that you will fall in love with because even though there are times in your post that um, cause will have you'll have suffering, but through that suffering, you are relying on uh, God to hold you up in your weaknesses. Yeah, I actually um, and 
I found this article and sent it to Kylie and Beth and my sister. Gosh, what was that? February? I think so. And it was from Shay Elliott. So I want to give her credit for kind of saying, bringing to light this whole idea of man your post to us. But at the time, I honestly never read it. That's I okay. Need to read it. It's totally okay. Yeah. No. I'm and you. You. That was your thing. But I'm saying, I I have found it cool that through these months mm-hmm. that this is a theme that God keeps bringing back into all right. of our lives. Yeah. And that's kind of for me. That's being in tune with the Holy Spirit. There are certain things He's teaching me right now. And Manning, your post is one of them because honestly. Towards the end of every winter, you guys, I get bad. It is ugly. Like, it, I, I can no longer take the, the darkness, the cold. At the beginning of winter, I'm happy because it's the holidays. But towards the end there, I, and I'm probably not alone, uh, I about <laughs> lose it. Like, and I found this article, man, your post. Well, my post right now is not, I wouldn't trade it. But it's also just, um, what's the word, mundane at times tedious and especially in the winter (laughs) (laughs) so everything is yeah (laughs) so uh, yeah a lot of people probably relate to that but like homeschooling and being a homemaker Mm -hmm. and a farmer's wife like it's there it's I you reach a point and you're like but this is what you have set before me and I'm going to man my post and do it and do it well Mm -hmm. and with a joyful heart Mm -hmm. so that came at a time where I was like I needed that last push from God to finish winter well, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then you took it and ran with it this way. <laughs> I actually think it's cool that God speaks. Oh, There's yeah. sometimes themes, I feel like, especially people that you come along and do life with, yeah. that the Holy Spirit is teaching a group of people. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say in your office on Sunday. Like, that's cool. And I didn't think, I, I don't think I conveyed that to you. I was like, man, you post. <laughs> Kylie man, you post, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. It's it's just something that I feel like people um, just kind of push to the side, like because manning the post that God gave you mm-hmm. is so much different than usually what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like. I mean, if you're in tune with God and, you know, you do end up wanting to man your post and man it well, but when you're not in tune with the spirit, you tend to, and even times where I, you know, there's times where I want to be like, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not doing it. But at the end of the day, I'll always come back because I know that's where I'm supposed to be. But I think there's that struggle between flesh and spirit that people go through when the Lord is calling them to man their posts there he's calling them to rise up and you know do this and come alongside the kingdom and serve in this capacity because in reality he doesn't need us to do it Mm -hmm. but he wants us to do it he calls us to work alongside him and continue the work of the kingdom that jesus started here on this earth yeah and the whole idea of manning your post is some people might be like, well, what do you mean? Like manning your post is this is what you know without a shadow of the doubt that the Lord has confirmed in your life that you are called to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our posts change. Yes. Um, and my post has changed multiple times in my life. And 
I think when you have a, like a reassignment, so to say, it yes. can be rocky. I think that, sorry, I cut you off. I think that um, why it seems rocky, because I actually was just thinking of this, so it's funny that you were saying that. Um, I was thinking of this yesterday. Um, because sometimes to the world, it can look flaky. Yeah. But they don't know your walk. They don't know, you know, where you're being called. Yes. I would rather be doing something than nothing. Yes. And that's kind of something I've been, that's another thing the Lord has been showing me. Like, um, even with the, you know, the podcast, like, oh, how many people are listening? How many people are watching? Like, you know what? It doesn't matter Mm -mm. if he's called me and you to do this. Yes. Then we're going to do it. Yeah. I agree. I'm looking for a specific verse, but it talked, it's when Paul talks about, you know, like he's asking God to remove the thorn from his side. Yeah. But so you, while you look for that, I'll say like, so maybe you can take a moment listeners right now and think, okay, what could my post be? And mm-hmm. it's something I would encourage you. What is my post? It was something I would encourage you to really take to the Lord and ask the Holy spirit to reveal to you. What are the things that you are called to do in your life? And then with joy and purpose, actually do the things. Mm-hmm. A big um, a big theme that Matt has been teaching us throughout the book of John has, is um, active belief in Christ leads to life. And that word active has stood out to me so much because I think some Christians can get caught in the trap of inactivity. Yes. Like, I'm just going to wait and I don't know what the Lord wants from me. Well, no, it's a two-way relationship, you guys. There are, you have to, at some point, step out in faith and do things that make you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to man the post. So pray what your post is and then actively do Mm -hmm. it. And that leads to life. And for me, like, our spiritual lives have up and downs. And anyone Mm -hmm. who is a Christian can attest to that. Oh, yes. But it's almost like I needed that reminder that active belief leads to life because I feel that I'm just spending time with the Lord and Mm -hmm. hearing from him and just resting in him and doing for him. I feel like there is this balance now of good things that have taken me time to learn. Right. So proactively pursue that. Yeah. Do it. Pray. What is my post? Then go for it. Just go for it. Here's another thing, because I can't, I can't find it. I don't know. I thought it was in Philippians. Now I'm in Romans. The thorn in his side. You can just he, some paraphrase. Summarize. I know. Now, now that I'm like, and now I'm like, oh now I can't even remember how it goes, even to paraphrase. <laughs> well, he says, but it's basically talking about leaning into God, where because where his weakness is, God is, you know, God is strong. Paul had, yeah, he had a. A lot of scholars think an actual physical ailment that he had to literally lean on God to, in order to do the work he was called to do, he had to lean on God to get through whatever that thorn yeah. in his side was. Yeah, I th- yeah, it, I think be like physically, mentally, you know, emotionally that because what Paul like who he was before, he also like you can tell like through his writings that, um, he just thought of him. He, well, he called himself the chief of sinners. Yeah. So you can just see his the guilt that he still carried with him, I think, as he, you know, spread this. It gave him humility. And I think that the, the sword, the sword, the thorn in the side passage also touches on humility. And 
um, leading it letting God take full control of his life because through his weaknesses, that's where God can be even glorified even more. Mm -hmm. And when we think about our post, I believe, um, I actually read this in a book that I'm doing for school. And, um, I believe that our strengths can lead us to places. That's how God gets us to where he wants us. But then once we get there, all of a sudden, all of our weaknesses are exposed. Yeah. And that is where he is. He is um, asking us to really depend on him. Like, yeah. hey, do you trust me enough? Do you trust me enough enough to uh, work through your weaknesses and allow allow me to work through your weaknesses here? And are you humble enough yes. to let him do that? Mm-hmm. Because I think there is a time in my life where I really did not understand that. Yeah. Um, a little... A, Part of my testimony is one of my posts for a while was working in worship in the worship for gosh. If I combine when I lived in Columbus and now, I mean it was a long time. And I'm a good musician, you mm-hmm. guys. And yeah. I was strong and I can I can do this. I can do this. And that was very much my attitude, just a plow forward. This I know what God wants me to do. I'm a good musician. And then what happened at our church happened and it was ugly and it was a split and I, all my weaknesses were exposed mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. yeah, I, I was no longer confident. I was no longer in like in control, honestly, like, okay, these things are happening around me and I don't like it. Yeah. And ultimately the Lord said, step down. Yeah. So I stepped down and that was hard because I loved that job. But in that time of stepping down, he taught me so much about myself and him and a true humbling mm-hmm. took place in my life where yeah. I had not understood all of that before. That when you're weak, he is strongest and you're in the heart posture and position. Like I can think of myself just on my knees before Christ. Like, okay, I, I'm at the end of myself. Mm-hmm. I literally can't. You have to, God. And the verse he kept giving me over and over during that rocky time was, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. So I knew that, but it was a step of faith to just let it happen. Mm -hmm. And he just came alongside me and taught me so much. Yeah. And so now, you know, I'm no longer in that industry, but he taught me so much more about myself that I feel like I would be if I ever got called back into any type of ministry, I would, I am better prepared for it now. Mm-hmm. It needed to happen. Yeah. Now bad things did happen at the time, but God redeems what is bad for good. And mm-hmm. it has produced fruit in my life. Yes. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. I agree with that because when it was happening for me and I stepped back and mine was a lot different. Mine was more quiet because people were trying to, you know, not, they didn't want to acknowledge it. Um, because it was me and somebody else who actually stepped down at the same time, but everybody are very close to the same time. It was close. I remember being like, Whoa. And I was just new. Yeah. And, um, but they just kind of swept it under the rug. So actually, you know, and then I came on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, um, and then, you know, a couple of years later it was finally, you know, exposed what needed to be exposed. And, people actually looked at this the messy thing mm-hmm. in the face and 
Um, and now long story short, we're so, I believe that we are healthier and that we are, you know, you have, you know, I know I'm on leadership, but good leadership, but, um, we do. And you are part of it. That's okay. Uh, I can look at myself and I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at people, but certain people in our congregation, I'm not, how do I say this? Well, there is such a heart change in our congregation Mm -hmm. That I think it has been for so much more people's good than yeah. we even realized. Yeah. And it's the beginnings of a very healthy yeah. church mm-hmm. as the Lord intended it to be. So yeah. while it hurt and it was a challenge, I know that, that God was like, you just have to step down. You have to trust me. And I did yeah. not think I was ever going to go back. Kylie yeah. can just like <laughs> vouch for this. She was like, come on, Meg. It's fine, Meg. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> we're almost there. We're there. No. Just come back. <laughs> It'll be good. I'm not good. <laughs> oh, something like with that too. And I think the next step um you know, as a, you know, big C and little C churches and looking at our church and, you know, just surround like, churches that have also been through, been through it. Um, and there's many, there's many, I don't think it would be hard to find a church that has, doesn't have issues. Well, because there's an enemy, you guys, yeah, there's an enemy and there's people. Yes. And if anyone who is listening to this, who went through this, I want you to know that <laughs> I just feel a need to say this. I hold no ill will towards anyone. Yeah. Okay. Because there were people that were hurt. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just want that out there. I don't know why. I just feel led to say it. There it is. Good. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) But is this, um, this unity topic that is just coming to, you know, the forefront of my mind lately and about, um, when, you know, talking about our weaknesses and the posts that we are given, but, we are, I think, also to help us become more united. The Lord, you know, gave us, he gave us our strengths and our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so he also gave everybody else their strengths and weaknesses. But so my weakness is somebody else's strength. Yes. And I can work with this person health in a healthy way and become unified by doing so, working alongside my brothers and sisters in Christ to fulfill this overall call that we all have as Christians. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to remember that our weaknesses are other people's strengths. And that can be, is used and can be used as a way to unify us as a body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something, but it wouldn't be make sense to say it here. But <laughs> no, it's okay. But um, while she's looking up something, but just thinking of that and thinking. So right now, I want to call you to. You want me? You want to say it now? No, go ahead. Okay, I want to call you to, um, and I think Meg, Meg Meg said this earlier, but to really pray. Um, if you don't know what your post is, really pray for God to reveal that to you and you might be living it and not even realizing it is your post and, yeah. he, and he will reveal that to you or he'll reveal to you something that you might be, you know, kind of felt an inkling, but you've been putting off for, you know, a, a while mm-hmm. and, and then it's your call to step up 
Yes. And to man that post. And if you feel ill-equipped, there's that, I mean, it's good, but that cliche saying, but he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the, the called. called. Yeah. And um, just know that going into it and taking that step of faith is all he's asking you to do because he will provide the whole way as long as you lean on him. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of First uh, Corinthians twelve four that the spiritual gifts are strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. There are various gifts. Um, so this is twelve four. There are various gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are various operations, but it's the same God who operates all of them in all people. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretations of tongues. But that one and very same Spirit works all these, dividing to each one individually as he will. For as the body is one and has many parts, and all the many parts of that one body are one body, so also is Christ. Mm. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we are Jews or Gentiles, whether we are slaves or free, and we have been made to drink of one Spirit. And it goes on to say that our body has many parts. One is not more important than the other. Mm -hmm. So manning your post is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. And those are all, like Kylie said, God-given. It's right there in Scripture. Mm -hmm. God gives. And sometimes you might feel like your gift isn't cool or something. Oh, I I guarantee that there are things that you're going to do with that, Mm -hmm. that God, yeah, God will blow your mind with. Yeah. And it's needed. Mm -hmm. It's needed. Yeah. And if you don't think your gift is cool, maybe you're not using it the right way. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that, but I've I've actually had people say that to me. Like, I just don't even know what my gift is. I'm like, pray about it. Yeah. Pray about it and find it. Yes. It's there. God's word does not, it's true. Yes. You are given something. Mm -hmm. Find it. Yep. Um, talking about how in Christ we are, you know, through the spirit, we are one and, um, touching on what we're going to be talking about in vacation Bible school. So if any of you are listening who have kiddos and want to come to our Bible school, it's at the end of July. Um, I'm doing a shameless plug, Uh, but it's July 27th, 28th, 29th from five to eight. Um, and it's, you know, it's going to be filled with good stuff. And we're actually ending the last night with the community worship. So even if you don't have a kid, Meg's going to be a part of the worship team. Mm -hmm. And so, um, even if you don't have a child that the whole community is invited and it's going to be super fun of, uh, just a good time of prayer and praise. Um, I'm hoping there's food. Yes, there will be food. There's actually a food truck. Yeah. Thing. Okay, the trucks, he doesn't own it, but it's a long story. We're trying to help somebody who wants to start a food truck. Yeah. So he's going to use our kitchen. Anyways, so yeah, come. Um, the food's going to be great. And um, But the, the, the whole um, basis of this Bible school is called In, in His Image. Um, I was going to call it One Blood, but I thought it sounded too vampire-y. Uh. <laughs> and, um, but it's based on the book um, One Blood by Ken Ham. And we're actually going to be talking about, um, you know, just how we are unified in Christ. We are one blood through Jesus, and we have been redeemed in that, in that 
kids are being so attacked these days by the race or being told that their race means something different than what it actually means. Mm. Race is a man-made thing. Like the classes of race. Because when you look at it, and I got this from the book and it was very interesting. When you look at genetics and where Adam and Eve originated and the skin tone, well, their skin tone is the perfect combination of genes. Shocker, it's perfect. Because God created it this way. They were able to have They were able to have all the different um uh, skin colors. Mm-hmm. So it's like the recessive and the um, dominant genes. And you know, if you had a, I'm going to mess this up, but if you had a BB gene, then you're going to be white, mm-hmm. like white, white. Mm-hmm. If you had a lowercase, <laughs> yeah, me too. I <laughs> a lowercase A and a lowercase B gene, you're going to be, you know, maybe more of like the, um, maybe like a Hispanic color, like more of a caramely, you know, darker skin tone. I'm impressed you know this. <laughs> it's, all the, it's, it's all in the book, and it's just so fascinating to me. Genetics are fascinating to me. Yeah. But then, like, to it's just, like, to the T, and it goes over, you know, the thing that we learned in, you know, how to biology about not this, you know, the secular way of learning about genetics. But this is a biblical way of learning how the different skin tones you know, interacted with each other or how they came about, not interacted with each other. There's a lack of uh, word choice there on my part. Sorry. But, um, it's just so fascinating. Yeah. And it's, uh, we are actually, uh, regressing as a society because yes. we're splitting in, we're putting way too much emphasis on it again. Yeah. I think we, with the civil rights movement and all the amazing work that Dr. King led, um, we had such progress mm-hmm. and now, there are people out there who are pushing mm-hmm. us to be not unified again. And it's coming, breaking down into, well, this is my race and yeah. your race is, is hindering my race and hurting yeah. my race. And it always has. And this hate is rising up again. And I just, it's just, ugh. yeah, ah, I know. And it's, they're using his Dr. King's words out of context mm-hmm. too. And a lot of, a lot of times, and I'm, He's I'm, he's probably rolling over in his grave. Well, yeah, I think, and I don't want to butcher his quote, but he said we should not be judged by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our character is those like we we're talking about those gifts that the Lord has given you specifically. That's what makes you unique. Yes, and yes, our skin tone, our hair. God made us all perfectly and good, but at the end of the day, we are all creations and brothers and sisters of a beautiful Creator. Yeah. Yes. Stop. And so it answers, you know, this, this book helped me understand like how we are all created in his image. Yes. And it's just, I've wondered, I'm like, so what does he, cause there's so many beautiful, you know, different races, different hairs. So what does he look like? It must be so magnificent. Yes. It must be just something we we cannot even comprehend. Mm -hmm. And yes, I, I think when heaven, we're going to have these senses that we clearly don't have here. And it's just going to, yeah, I'm not even going to try to describe it, but I have this thought of like, we're going to see him in ways that we can't see here. And we're going to hear him in Mm -hmm. ways like, it's just going to be mind blowing. Yes. So when no matter, yeah. So when we look at our brothers and sisters, we shouldn't be seeing this, the color of their skin, but we should actually like, when we look at our brothers and sisters, we actually are looking and at our creator yes. in a way. Mm-hmm. 
And because we are all created in his image. And Penny's cracking me up. Penny. And when we look at our brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to, or, you know, even those who are still, you know, prodigals, we need to remember that they are also created in his image and that they are also the ones that are deemed worthy of love. All of it. All of it. (laughs) Every single person. Um, Um, in the Bible study, we just went through a question that really hit me square in the face was what group of people do you dismiss um, when you're in your everyday life of like not being worthy? And I think if we're really honest with ourselves, you have a group of people that you just really don't even think about and you dismiss. Mm-hmm. And my answer was weird. But once I explained it, it was they understood. I said, Walmart. Oh, yeah. Like the everyday per- yeah. people at Walmart. Yeah. I, I just like... Mm, plowing through, get out of my way. I'm not rude, but it's, I see people there as an annoyance Mm -hmm. and that's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. I understand. I I can relate with you. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and I'm not saying like, what should, every time I go to the grocery store, I should be like, that's not what I'm saying, but I have more patience and grace. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I'm being honest, I'm not rude at the store, but it made me realize that maybe that a certain class even like I'm just I just want to like get my stuff be done and get out of there mm-hmm. and I need to recognize that all like we're saying all uh, people are created and are equal image bearers of a beautiful lord yes. and he loves them and he died for them so how dare I ever take that for granted or or lower that standard yes no yeah love god love people that's it yeah that's good um to actually wrap this podcast up, I wanted to look at Deborah and manning her, how she manned her post mm. in a time that, um, it's in judges, judges four or five or well, chapter four. And then chapter five is her song. But, um, but looking, looking specifically at chapter four, now the Bible doesn't talk much about her, but based on the culture of the time, based on, you know, just what we know of, you know, Culturally, in that she was a woman put in a place uh, in a time where a lot of women, if they spoke out of turn, would be literally killed. Yep. Um, and yet God called her to lead an army of mighty men, mighty warriors. And <laughs> what? I wrote in here in my notes, God uses women mightily despite <laughs> a culture. Yes. Yes, exactly. But so a little uh, fun fact about Deborah is Deborah is uh, holds the title of a judge. So she was a judge of Israel and um, a prophetess. So there's only two other people that hold both titles in the entire Bible, if I am correct. And that is Samuel and Moses. Hmm. Um, because, you know, one, I think they they were just both prophets. Neither one of them held the title of a judge. Hmm. And, um, oh no, they would have both held the title of a judge and a prophet. So Moses was like the first judge in yes. the desert? Okay. Technic, I get in a roundabout. Yeah. I just went through the study for school. So I'm trying to remember specifically, but, um, but when you think about it, like him bringing down the, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but so 
about to hear some kids, I think. Yeah. <laughs> But so let's, I, I, okay, the words, the names in here. So we're going to have to, um, bear with me. She was, here's what I also like. She was a wife mm-hmm. as well on top of it. So it what's so well, my, let me be a woman book. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, we, we can talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was called to lead Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Sorry, my eyes did weird things. Palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. So she was somebody who they came to and, you know, she helped them. She was a judge. She helped them to figure out what was right, what was wrong, what the, the verdict should be. So she sent... She sent for Barak, son of Abinom, from um. Kadesh in Nephalti, <laughs> and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, go take with you 10,000 men of Nephalti. Nephtali. Nephtali. I only know there that because I was are. the narrator in Joseph. Nephtali. There you go. There you go. And Zebulun. Zebulun. And lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Syria. Or is it Cicera? Cicera. Cicera. The commander of Jabin, mm-hmm. his army, with his chari- chariots and his troops to the K- Kishon River. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my eyes. And give him into your hands. Brock said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly, I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So I found that interesting. Being, you know, the time and the culture and just how much of a warrior she had to be Mm -hmm. to man her post. But, you know, when you look at her, I guarantee, you know, I know I'm not... Obviously, I don't know her thoughts at that time, but can you imagine being a woman that called to that as a woman? I find it yes. I and what I really admire about Deborah is she she did not she said at first to him, "You go, you will be successful." She tried to encourage him mm-hmm. to man his post. Yes, but because he basically didn't, yeah, she said, "Okay." Well, then I am called to do this, but you, you will not be remembered yes. as having the victory. Yes. So she wasn't trying to, she was still humble mm-hmm. as she said that. Yeah. But I, I, I guess then people might hear that like, that's not humble, but no, she really did yeah. try to encourage him first. It's honestly, I think it's that, um, just being truthful. So at first, this is what I like, this is what I see. So at first she tries to, tries to call him to rise up. Yes. And then he doesn't. And then she calls him out and says, hey, because you're not doing this, yes. it, the hands will, it will be delivered to a woman. Yeah. And God, and you know, there are many different schools of thought on, you know, oh, the woman thing. But I do believe that women, are, especially in marriage setting, we are submissive men, but that doesn't mean we're not used. We have different strengths, different weaknesses. It is in that created design that we are strong. So yeah, sorry, going there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, did you have? Did I interrupt you? I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, 
I'm reading this book by Elizabeth Elliot. And if you don't know who Elizabeth Elliot is, you need to read her books. You need to check out her podcast. And she, look at the Jim Elliot story. Yes, look at her husband, the Jim Elliot story. Um, I am almost done with this book, Let Me Be a Woman. Um, I'm going to show this to our people watching because I geeked out. I ordered this off of Thrift Books. And it's a signed copy. I know. I'm sorry. I'm fangirling a bit. <laughs> but I, I'll read this because I think it goes... Oh, now that I lost it. Megan, there yeah. it is. This is um the chapter is called "The Soul Is Feminine." Okay. Wind, weather, and tide fulfill His word. It is a calming, steadying thing to know that there is a word for us as well. Psalm one hundred forty four twelve says, "May our daughters be like corner pillars cut for the structure of a palace. Pillars uphold and support. This is a woman's place, and all of us need to know what our place is and to be put in it." The command of God puts us where there where we belong. We know our creaturely, creatureliness, our dependence. If there is a command for us, we know we are recognized. We know that we fit into God's universe. We know our relation to the rest of mankind, to the family, and if we have one, to a husband. Meekness, I believe, is the recognition of that place. Moses, the Bible tells us, was a very meek man. I don't think of him at all as meek in the popular sense, timid, self-abnegating, colorless, far from it. But to be meek is to have a sane and proper estimate of one's place in the scheme of things. It is a sense of proportion. According as a pillar is cut and shaped to fit into a particular place and carry specified weight, it is by that cutting and shaping differentiated and limited. It is the very differentiation and limitation that that pillar has to offer. So with us. We've been cut to a certain size and shape to fulfill a certain function. It is this, not that. It is a woman's offering, not a man's, and vice versa. It is a man's, not a woman's, that we have to give. So going along the, the same blood, like even our genders are being confused these days. Mm -hmm. And we, men are created with strengths and weaknesses, so are women. And if we try to take that, into our own hands, we're going to be weaker. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sick of this culture that says women are weak. This this book, you might think that she's concluding that we are. It makes me so proud to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And just the way she keeps going into detail on how God created us specifically. Mm -hmm. And that and that is our strength. Yeah. It's not and it might the word might be submissive, but it is strong. Mm -hmm. It's not weak. We were created to be each other's helpmates. That's why he cre he created woman because man was not good to be on his own. And, you know, like Meg said, there is strength in being a man. There is weaknesses, and men have weaknesses. There's strengths in being a woman, and there, women have weaknesses. And so even in creating the genders, the Lord knew the type of person that we would need to walk alongside with when you're thinking about um, unifying in marriage mm -hmm. and you know so on and so forth and creating a family and how a family is so impacted by having both of those roles mm -hmm. withheld it strongly. Yeah, I like her illustration of the pillar. It's cut and created for a certain weight, manning your post. Mm -hmm. You are cut and created for this. So we've been saying, pray about what your post is. I'll just, I, this, this is what I think my post is right now. I am 
I'm a Christ follower. Uh, I serve him through Project 6-8 and at church and through uh, continuing on with my husband. I'm Jesse's wife. That's my post. And as a farmer's wife, there's a lot that goes with that. A lot of hardcore work, you guys. Oh, Penny. Um, I'm a mother and I homeschool. And recently, the Lord has been laying on my heart to start praying again if he would call me back into some sort of ministry and on his timeline, not my own, but I know that someday that will happen. Mm-hmm. And this is this is equally ministry too, but something yeah. else. Right. No, it's true. Now, I, I have been called to a post of many, many hats. And so it's, it's honestly, I know I've got a lot. I can't even figure out. Like, I know what my post is, but it's hard to put it into words. My post is just being humble enough and obedient enough to the Lord's voice to go wherever he wants me to go. There it is. And I think that's everyone. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's the heart posture. Yes. And, um, and it's, and sometimes it's kind of hard to understand because a lot of times it takes me away from our farm and our homestead and even the ministry with Project 6 and the ministry at church that I, um, I lead. And so sometimes you, it makes me scratch my head. Like, why, why do you want me to go when I, you know, when I have things to serve here, but I, I actually am slowly working on actually being, that's being revealed to me a little more that it's, it's helping me depend on my want to control and be, do it all. Not in like, and not that I don't trust anybody, but here's where my control issues come in is because I don't want to burden anybody else. Mm. And so it's not that I don't think they're qualified. I'm like, no, but I can, I can just do it. It's fine. Like, you know, and it, like, I don't want you to have to do that. take two hours out of your day to do this when I can do it. Yeah. And more than and I'm paid to, I'm thinking of the church. I'm paid to do it. I think in learning to be a leader, and you are a good leader, Kylie, as I say this, but in learning to be a great leader, you are forming other leaders. Mm -hmm. And that's what a good leader does. Yeah. I think your post is, first and foremost, like Christ follower, Seth's wife, missionary, Mm -hmm. children's director. Mm -hmm. I would say that's your post. Yeah. And mother. Yeah. 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 And um, And I really think they're, yeah, I'll leave that there. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, so like, cause even thinking of like, this is the thinking of our homestead, like, cause we have like an old fashioned homestead, Like you do everything. Mine's is, modern. <laughs> everything is done by hand. Like I, you know, in the morning I, I take a shovel, I go into the grain bin, I put it in a bucket and I, like a big bucket and I put it to, and I carry it over to the cows and then I go back for another one, just shovel it in and go back. I think the only thing you don't do is milk a cow. Yeah. You basically do everything else. <laughs> and so it's just like, it, it just, and do I, you milk the goats? No, because no. they usually, you know, the, we the, let them dry up yeah. with the babies. Yeah, I was curious. And um, I have no desire. No. <laughs> I have no desire. Um, I don't, I wouldn't want to drink it. I drink it as baby. Yeah. Anyways, that's just a whole nother yeah. road. It, but, and I, so, and here's another thing that right now I think that this summer is really calling me to detach and revive and detach and refresh and I know revive and refresh sound similar, but to me, they're different. Revive is, um, you know, kind of like, not that I'm burnt out, but 
kind of rekindling uh, my desire to ser- serve, but and not that it's gone. It's hard to explain when you don't know my mind. <laughs> but refresh to me is relaxing and sitting back and t- you know and taking a step back, not um, not um, n- or not slowing down, slowing down, not not slowing down. And, um, but yeah, that's just that this summer is I'm being called to, and I lost my train of thought. No, I think, I think that you said it well. I think when I think of you, Kylie, I think of an open heart to whatever the Lord has, and he's called you to walk many paths. And this is the, this is the, he's got a lesson for you this summer with all the missions you're going to do. And I, I, oh, keep talking. Sorry. Is it, is it recording? Yeah, it is recording. Um, I just remembered what I was going to say. Oh, that, and that he has a lesson for you with all this this summer. And I'm sure we'll do a podcast on what that is when it's revealed to you. Yeah. I just feel like, so I'm so attached. I am very attached to our homestead, our home, um, Seth, my dog. (laughs) And I feel like this summer is also learning that detachment from them. Mm -hmm. That, that, like that will keep me home from doing something Mm -hmm. like very easily. Um, like, for example, yesterday we went to Lima to get Seth a Vespa. Ooh, what? Yep, I have it, <laughs> and we're picking it up today. And Why does um, Seth want a Vespa? Okay, we can have this conversation in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're not in Italy, and you're not eighty. Why do you want a Vespa? Oh, fine. <laughs> but he, it also saved gas, but he'll drive it to work. Oh, that's fun. Um, but I was so torn on what to do because I wanted to be with him but I also wanted to stay home with my dog because I knew I'm living so I brought yeah. him with us to the dealership yeah and I don't yeah to, to I don't <laughs> think those are bad things Kylie because first and foremost before missions you are Seth's wife yeah but I just wanted to reiterate like you there is balance in that yes. you guys like you the Lord I'm convinced because I've seen it and I did it I'm guilty of it like the Lord we shouldn't um we shouldn't get burned out to the point where we're um not taking care of the ones that mm-hmm. we're really called to take care of yeah. first. Yeah. I think that, yeah. But I, but you and Seth are on the same page yes. concerning this summer yes. is what it needs. Yes, I just want people to understand that. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they have prayed about this, and she's she's going because they have agreed she's yeah. called to go. Yes. And, um, but even last night was just a reminder, like, I... Like with everything, and I think it's kind of amped up a little bit because of the boys going back and stuff. But how, de- like, how scared I am to lose him, to lose like the like our our homestead and our house and um, even my dog. But like, just like how much like it was, it puts me. It has an unjustified fear. Mm. It's given me an unjustified fear, and so it's kind of. Um, like since I've lost this, this good thing that I loved, like now he's like, okay, well, I'm going to pull you away for a while, Mm. just for a little bit to remind you that I'm first and foremost, Mm -hmm. that I am your first love. Yes. Yep. I can see that in, in my own life, Mm -hmm. like not being, not living by my family and giving up actually being worship director, things that I I get it. Yeah. I'm saying that I've had that in different areas of my life as well. Yeah. That detaching and it's him first. Yes. Him first. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's being manning your post, being humble, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and being yes. okay with it. Yes. Being okay with the weaknesses. Um, but yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in guys. It's been fun to rehash this. Yeah. You did a great <laughs> job. If you haven't listened to Kylie's sermons, uh, John 17, part one and two, please go listen to it. It is really wonderful. Well, thanks. Welcome. <laughs> well, until next time, much love and God bless you. Yeah. See ya.